Welcome to the weekend wrap edition of the Love Sport Podcast. It's Monday, had a bit of time to think about sport. I'm Paul, your host tonight, going hand solo. Get me on Paul underscore football. Get us on the Love Sport Podcast Network on Twitter and Facebook as well. Join the conversation. And you know what? And if you do, I'm sorry, but we'll always be moving forward. This is the Love Sport Podcast. European Super League uh, had a lot of people commenting on it. I'm just, I think I'm just really flat. Um, we knew the big clubs um, don't care about the small clubs. It's all about the profit. It's all about the Champions League. Uh, FA Cups are gone. League Cups are gone. They play youth teams. Um, the Premiership, you know, you've got Man City supporters and, and other supporters going, yeah, winning the, winning the title is, is good, but winning the Champions League is everything. And it just makes you think that, you know, the stuff that we loved in years gone by, the FA Cup, it's virtually a nothing competition right now. Let's be honest about it. The League Cup is even less so. Um, Europa League is just a ticket to get back into Champions League. You, you know, and the Champions League is now the be-all and end-all. Um, so are you better off, you know, finishing top four, you know, third or fourth and having a chance to win Champions Leagues? Uh, as opposed to actually winning the Premier League title. And the same uh, in La Liga and in the uh, Eredivisie and, and Liga On. Um, it's just, it's a shame. And, and, and it's where sport is going all over the world, let's be honest. The eyes of the footballing world are generally on the Premier League. Um, they're generally on Champions League fixtures. Uh, there's a reason they rate re- really well. People want to see the best of the best. For me, I love... Um, you know, the the stories of the Leicesters and so forth coming through um, and, and winning titles, you know, seemingly from nowhere. Or, you know, the relegation battles in the last day, a team staying up, you know, scoring a dramatic win against a team higher. Um, I think it's got a lot of people angry. Um, I, I'm not sure how, honestly, I'm not sure how the, the supporters of the top teams think. But it's now time for the FA. It is time for UEFA. It is time for... Um, you know, FIFA and so forth to actually make a stand and be honest about it and say, yeah, you know what? Fine, have your um, Super League and we'll make money out of it or we fully um, will put sanctions on you um, for even thinking of this idea again. So, you know, at this point, there's 15 teams, uh, six of them um, being from England that have apparently signed or, or started, you know, looking um, towards the Super League. And this has been happening for a number of years. I don't know if I'm angry that these teams um, want to have this competition where there's no promotion, relegation. They just stay in it. They play each other as if they were their own league. Um, or that my team's not involved, Villa. I don't know if it's... Um, yeah, it's definitely not about being Villa being in there. I just think it's the, the fabric of football changing, the commercialisation, and it's in all sports. Um let us know your thoughts. Some people might be really for it. I, you know, seeing a Bayern Munich play um, Barcelona one week, and then um, you know Real Madrid playing Man U, um, you know Man City, and so forth. You, you might be really excited by that. So let us know. Me, I think I'm I'm 47 years of age. I think I've just seen the commercial uh, commercialization of sport in so many sports that the days walking into the grounds and being able to almost smell the grass and find a seat where you wanted or, you know, standing in the terrace 
Um, they're done. We've just got to be honest about it. Those days are done. And maybe it's my nostalgic um, wants and, and desires for those times that I saw as golden, uh, the wonder years as we call them, or is it that I'm just, you know, a dinosaur a football supporter and, um, you know, we all know progress is going to happen. The Champions League is expanded, will expand again and, you know, in, in, inevitably, invariably, this Super League will happen at one stage. Um, the ramifications for world football, I think, are absolutely huge. So let us know on Love Sport on Twitter or Facebook what your thoughts are. Are you against uh, or for? Um, and I really would love to hear those people who are for it and why. Um, your reasons and thoughts are as valid as anyone else. So get us on Love Sport on Twitter and Facebook or Paul underscore football. Um, you know, I, to me, it's a sad day. We knew this day was happening. It's a sad day that it's been considered this strongly and the concept has been really, really put forward. So it's not just a, a thought or a twinkle in daddy's eye. It's actually the result. And uh, let's see what happens. Peace out. Congratulations to Queensland winning the Sheffield Shield, a competition that over the years um, Queensland fought so hard for and you know, finally winning it back when it was really um, a huge competition. It's still a really coveted, uh, coveted competition from people who love cricket and from those state players as well. Congratulations to Queensland. Uh, Manus Labashane, absolutely sensational. Played at Allen Border Field, the home of Queensland cricket. I know the Gabba's the home of the when Australia plays and so forth, but anyone who's been to Allen Border Field, you get off at Bowen Hill Station, you literally uh, walk about five minutes. Um, you can drive and park around there. It floods a lot, but it is an absolutely brilliant ground. Um, looked, uh, looked after for many years. The ground's uh, by Jared Bird, a fantastic boat, good mate of mine. And um, congratulations to Queensland, a magnificent... Uh, Oh, look, it's still a magnificent thing to win the Sheffield Shield and to New South Wales. Um, don't mean to be rude, but suffering your jocks. Congratulations, Queensland. The AFLW was played on the weekend as a standalone game at Adelaide Oval. They were paying for tickets, which is fantastic. A really good crowd there. And the Lions break their hoodoo. And they won 6-2-38 to 3-2-20. I mean, you know, you've just got to look at the quality of the AFLW this year. The passing's better. The marking's much stronger from most of the teams. You're starting to see the quality really come through, the pace of the game, even the length of the kicks. It's just getting so much better. Kate Lutkins was absolutely sensational for the Lions. An outstanding performance, um, worthy of any uh, grand final. Um, She's playing like with injuries for the second half of the year. And we're talking pretty severe uh, stress fractures and so forth. She she taught her uh, the plantar fascia on her left foot I, oh, earlier on. I'm not sure what round it was, but she's playing with the plantar fascia issues. She's 32 years of age as well, so fitness would have been hard, the pressure on her foot and so forth. I think she's having surgery over the next week or two. But what a performance by the medical staff to get her up as well. And uh, look... Much, much deserved. One of the great teams of AFLW since its inception. Uh, been two times uh, runner-up and against a fantastic Adelaide team. They really dominated that second half in front of a big crowd. If you don't like AFLW, that's fine. You don't have to. Just don't put it down because it is giving so many 
girls and women um, something to aspire to. To play on big stages, to to really show your metal. So congratulations, Lions! Absolutely fantastic for the AFLW competition to share it round as well. And well done, Kate Lapkins! You absolute sensation. Interesting uh, round of AFL. Started on Thursday night with my mighty Tigers. I was quite nervous about this game, but the Tigers absolutely demolished uh, St Kilda uh, by uh, 86 points. Um, Jack Rewalt playing very, very good football. Um, Dusty doing what Dusty has to do. Just so many contributors. The second half was brilliant by the Tigers. Really woeful by a team that many people are thinking could win the grand final in St Kilda. They're not thinking that anymore. Saints in real danger of, of you know, struggling to make the eight down the track. It's a big call five rounds in, but the style of football they've played, they've been absolutely hammered by Essendon. Um, a very good comeback uh, the following week against a very, very good West Coast team. But the the thing that's hidden about that comeback um, is the fact that St Kilda got so far down. And then, you know, from halfway through the second quarter onwards, um, Richmond absolutely demolished St Kilda. Eagles did the job uh, at home against a really gallant Collingwood. And the question has to be asked there. Darcy Moore put up forward. Nice little move. He kicks three goals. I think he had to kick five or six to break even because up forward, uh, the Eagles kicked uh, 12 or 13 with, of goals from the uh, the big guys up forward, which Darcy Moore would have had a... Uh, Good ability to try and stop some of that as well. Uh, Western Bulldogs absolutely blitz the Suns and then cruise for the next three quarters. And they, they won by 62 points. But that first quarter, one of the best first quarters you'll ever see. And it really did seem like they took the foot off the pedal and just cruised to an easy win. Five rounds in, people were declaring him uh, as premiership favourites. Well, fair few rounds to go injuries, playing the big boys and so forth. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks, but they definitely are playing extremely attractive football. Have the wheels fallen off the swans? Really, really great effort by the Giants. A very late win there. Sydney had a few chances at the end. Toby Green, one goal, seven. But I tell you what, put himself in a position to kick uh, a lot of goals and really contested very well. Port Adelaide, away from home at the G. Geez, they played well. Good team. They got over the Tigers the week before at home in a, in a very tight game. And Carlton, just really disappointing. Um, Cripps looks like he's really being batted already. Um, Carlton, a lot of people tipped again to to have a really good um, run at, at least playing finals football. But they, they were shocking. Lions, really, really good win against Essendon. Uh, former player Danaher, former Essendon uh, star, and he was a star. Uh, Danaher um, really, really copped it from the away supporters, um, but you know took a lot of good marks around the ground. The Lions won by fifty-seven points. Did what they had to do. Essendon just don't have the troops. Let's be honest about it. Good win, Fremantle in Adelaide. Doesn't matter. Adelaide's had a really good start to the season, and Fremantle, you know, showing that they've got a very good young team as well, and they won by two goals away. They're starting to show some good signs. Um, we don't see enough of them um, sometimes, or we don't pay enough attention to teams like the Dockers. But really good young unit there. Um, Hawthorne were really good for you know three and a bit quarters against Melbourne, but Melbourne, you know, flexing their muscles. You want to talk about teams that are contending for once. Um, Melbourne won by 50 points. I think early in the last quarter, it was only about four points. So um, 
Melbourne really pulled it on in that last quarter and just ran away from a, a tired-looking Hawthorne. And the Cats, you know, won by five goals. But, geez, that was an ordinary performance against a very young, very inexperienced North Melbourne. You know, what are we taking out of the first five rounds? Um, I think we can take out, uh, you know, we know Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs are good. You know, they, they played well the last few years. Sydney have really surprised uh, people. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens in a few more weeks' time because they, they dropped a game they should have won. Port doing really well. Um, Richmond back on track with a really big win there. West Coast, Adelaide, and Geelong uh, map out the top eight. What we can say is North will struggle, obviously, to win a game all year. Hawthorne are going to be on a massive rebuild. Collingwood one and four. Close to season over there. Gold Coast haven't done what we wanted. But the real dis- disappointment for me so far has to be St Kilda. The, the two wins, three losses. They you know, have the chance next week to um, you know, obviously get back on track and be three and three. So it's not all disaster. Uh, let's look ahead. Friday night, Giants versus Bulldogs. It's at Giants Stadium. So traditionally, oh, sorry, it's at Monaco Oval actually in uh, Canberra. So uh, you might have thought that would be a... Uh, Fate accompli. When you've got guys like Toby Green playing, you've got a few players to come back. The Giants, they're a chance to beat the Dogs. Uh, Cats taking on the Eagles, a huge game there. Uh, they're playing at uh, GMHBA Stadium, so Geelong's home stadium. Geelong win, they're you know, kind of back on track. They lose that. Um, you know, <laughs> alarm bells start to ring a little bit for a team like that. Gold Coast Suns taking on Sydney, a game that a week or so ago you would have said, yeah, Sydney's got it. Easily, I think Suns will be a much better team at Metricon. Um, it is a Saturday afternoon game there, so it could be quite warm. You'd expect Sydney to win, but Suns have to give a better performance. Marvel Stadium, Carlton have to put their cards on the table. They have to show some guts. They have to show that they're a good team. They're playing a Lions team that has the ability to get back on track this week. If Carlton don't put in a competitive performance, they are already under the pump. Um Game of the round for me, obviously, uh, being a Tiger supporter, is Melbourne taking on Richmond. The undefeated Dees taking on the Tigers um, on the Anzac Day Eve game, which is starting to become a bit of a tradition there. Um, look, you'd have to favour Melbourne at this stage just with their track record, but the Tigers, um, you know, they'll bring some ferocity there. So it should be should be a fantastic game. Dockers taking on North uh, at, in, at at Optus Stadium. Um, expect the Dockers to win that quite comfortably. Um, Hawks taking on the Crows. And look, two teams kind of going the opposite ways. Hawthorne with a lot of new young uh, younger players, but with an older top end of the list, taking on the Crows. The fact that it's in, in Tassie, you'd think that Hawks would be a big chance, but you never know in that game either. Collingwood taking on Essendon and uh, Anzac Day. Look, it's always a great spectacle, and they're expecting potentially 100% capacity, which would be by far the biggest crowd the world's seen in, in sport in the last uh, couple of years with COVID. Um Essendon will put up a good fight. I think Collingwood will be too good for them and and kind of get back on track there. And Port versus St Kilda. This is another line in the sand game because Port should win at Adelaide Oval. Um, But St Kilda need to put in a solid performance because they get hammered in this game. And it's six rounds in and they're two and four and their percentage is absolutely awful. Um, I don't know. So... Let us know your thoughts um, on the AFL so far. The umpiring standard has been absolutely shocking. Um, we've got no doubt about that. But we're seeing some some good competitive games and some blowouts, which you'd expect, but not from the teams you would expect. As always, go Tigers.
The NRL, um, once again, had a fair few blowouts this weekend. Storm really taking account of the Roosters winning 20-4. to uh, Craig Bellamy annoyed that the Roosters scored in the last few seconds of that game. The Sea Eagles in, you'd have to consider it an upset, but with the Titans' history, is it an upset? But they thumped the Titans 36-0. Rabbitohs in what a game, 18-14 over Wests. A really controversial kind of call at the end where it looked like the Rabbitohs might have knocked on and the Wests went all the way up the other end and scored. Uh, took a few minutes of reviews, but the Rabbitohs got up in an absolute thrill there. The Eels absolutely pumped the Raiders. Very disappointing Raiders uh, performance there. Dragons Warriors, a really spirited uh, effort by the Warriors. Again, beating the uh, Dragons, uh, sorry, yeah, beating the Dragons 20-14. to 14. Cowboys, really good couple of weeks for them. Um, beating the Bulldogs 30-18, to 18, and that was a lot closer than a lot of people thought there. Um, so, you know, good round. Uh, Panthers uh, got up over the Broncos. Broncos really played well in that first half, just couldn't maintain it in the second, but a much better performance. And if you're a Broncos sporter, you must have been happy with that. The Knights getting up in the very, very late against the Sharks. So, Look, we are starting to see the teams kind of level out there. The Panthers undefeated. Rabbitohs have lost once. The Eels once. The Storm back on track with two, uh, only two losses. The Roosters now with two losses. They're probably outside of that. I can't really see anyone else uh, pushing. Um, maybe the Raiders if they have a better second half of the season. I'm not sure what you're thinking about the quality of rugby league this year and the rule changes and how they've been embedded. Um, but look... A much better effort by teams like the Broncos. Um, you know, the Bulldogs still haven't got a win, uh, but West Tigers are quite competitive. The Cowboys, are, after four losses, are getting back there. It's it's a good season so far. Um, just not sure what everyone else is thinking. We'll have to see the ratings and so forth. But we're seeing some the young talent really starting to come to the fore, guys like Pappenhausen from the Storm. We're seeing the new brigade of stars that we, we really need there. Uh, so let us know your thoughts about the rugby league season so far. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. The A-League competition is um, about two-thirds of the way through, obviously, with COVID and everything and other sports starting up. It, it's fallen a little bit on the way side of the media presence. I'm, I'm a massive fan of the A-League. I'm a Brisbane Raw fan. It was sensational for my team to win away from home against the Western Sydney Wanderers, keep themselves well and truly in the hunt for a final spot with some games in hand. West United beating Central Coast Mariners. Um, Melbourne City, this is the game, 7-0 over Melbourne Victory. Uh, Melbourne Victory's ca- captain getting a red card, touching the referee as well and trying to stop him from pulling out a card. Uh, Jamie McLaren scoring five goals. Um, just... Totally demoralising for Victory and Victory fans. You only have to see photos of their fans sitting down after the game. Just the great club of 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 uh, Australian football in the in the last decade or so in terms of huge support, good success, and everything like that. They're just an absolute shambles, and they are so lucky. There's no kind of relegation. Sydney FC. Um, two all against Adelaide United, uh, MacArthur and Newcastle Jets two all, and Wellington Phoenix a sensational perform- performance against the Glory, winning three one. So th- it's really hard with games in hands to um, to kind of get a bit of bit of a feel there. But the top few teams, City, Central Coast, and United, are, uh, Adelaide United, are uh, separated by one point. Then we're down to Sydney FC, MacArthur, Western Sydney, rounding out the top six. 
The Raw just outside the top six uh, with Western United. They're on 23 points, two points out of the final spot, but they both have three games in hand. Now, yes, would you rather have three games in hand or the points? I'm taking the three point. I'm you know, I'm taking the three games because three draws um, gets you into the six at the moment. One win in three games gets you into a six, and if you have three wins, um, you are well and truly up there. So, look, I I would strongly suggest right now that um, the second or the last third of this season is going to be sensational. We're still getting good crowds. The football quality. If you have seen some of these games over the last few weeks, and you say there's no quality in the A League you're probably not watching it at all because the standard's been sensational this season. Look, Melbourne City are playing, you know, they've got a game in hand on top, but they are playing some of the best football you're going to see. They're scoring an average of two, uh, 2.4 goals a game, um, conceding just over a goal a game, and they're the team to beat. Central Coast have been outstanding. I don't know anyone who would have picked after 17 games that they'd be, you know, pretty close to the top. Sydney FC... Around about the mark, where do you expect? And, you know, it's been a really great competition. The The team that is just an absolute shambles is Melbourne Victory. You know, negative 27 goals, uh, goal difference. Um, look, I love beating the Victory. Don't get me wrong. They're my favourite wins ever. To see them this bad with no relegation, you almost wonder what what the seasons are all about sometimes. But, look, the A-League, if you're... Uh, Want to watch all different codes? Please do yourself a favour and get along to a game. It is really great to watch live. Go the Raw. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. This was our weekend wrap. I'm sure we missed some sports. I missed some golf. I missed some NBA. I missed the uh, Major League Baseball. Go the Mets. Uh, so if you want to uh, join the conversation, get us on Love Sport on Facebook and Twitter. Or you can join the conversation with me at Paul underscore football on Twitter. As Cody B says, oh, thanks for joining us.